you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangam here. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. Super excited because today I'm talking to another podcaster. This doesn't really normally happen because we're interviewing so many different people. And now today I get a chance to talk to Sam Belter, who is, he runs podcasts at HubSpot. He has a podcast called Weird Works. We're going to get into that. But he has doing, he's been in field marketing, sales enablement. He's done so many different things. So I'm really excited to learn from him why podcast works. Um, and should companies think about, if you think about a podcast, should you really think about why a company like HubSpot is doing not just one, but three different podcasts, right? And, and really, how do you measure success from podcasts, right? Is the, what is the reason you, know, you do podcasts? So we'll jump into any and everything related to podcasts. So Sam, welcome to the show. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, man. So tell a little bit about yourself and also fun fact. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I've worked at a bunch of different companies from kind of small startups to HubSpot, which is big publicly traded company, worked in marketing, field marketing, sales enablement, and then recently sort of made a big switch over to working on podcasting at HubSpot uh, and been fortunate enough to host uh, the show Weird Work, which is a fun, hilarious show where we interview all sorts of people with strange and interesting careers. Physically to do these ones or do you have everything pretty much like on air recording? We've done some in-person ones. We went in-person to interview the head night at Medieval Times. We went to a farm where we met the person who does accidental fur, which is basically fur that's been got from kind of roadkill or from animals that have died on the side, you know, died in the woods and yeah. turns that into high fashion. So we've done some in-persons, but a lot of them have ended up being over the phone. That's fantastic. Yeah, what's the one fun fact you want to share with people? Fun fact. I have won a sandcastle building contest in two countries. So I, <laughs> I've won one in the United States and I won one sandcastle building contest in Finland once too. Um, wow. So that's a bizarre fun fact, I guess. That is amazing. I've never heard that. Like, so what got you to, uh, like, before we get into the that's really <laughs> what got you into building sandcastles? Oh, I just grew up near the beach. One of my winning sandcastles was a giant penguin. That was, I was pretty happy about that one. And the one in Finland was just a really big castle. So that was, both are fun. Just kind of things I used to do a lot growing up. That is so cool, man. I love, that's why I love asking this question of fun fact, because it tells people like something really interesting about someone who, who you know they can't even imagine right and, oh yeah now i know like he is probably a big dreamer so he wants to be <laughs> so i get it i get it all right so you and i started communicating on like how do we help each other's podcast like you know we have a promotion going on us about hubspot's growth podcast and then i know you have something for flip my funnel and so it's been a really amazing relationship and just in full disclosure HubSpot is also an investor in Terminus, so we do this just conversations all the time. But this is like the fun thing to do. Yes. So let's start with like why podcasting? Why is HubSpot as a company who is incredibly fast growing as content like nothing? Like you, know, you guys are the best at building, creating content, SEO and all that. 
Why did you choose to do podcasting? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think there's a lot of companies out there that are wondering about getting into podcasting or thinking whether it's a good fit for their business. I think if you sort of just step back a little bit, podcasting is great content. It's great stories. It's a flexible medium that can be entertaining. It can be educational. It can be informative. It can be inspiring. And not only is it a great kind of avenue for content, but the audience is there. You know, if you look at the trends in podcasting, every year more and more people are listening to podcasts. You're seeing, I think at this point, it's like there's over 500,000 podcasts out there. You know, like there's the sheer volume of podcasts. I think it's around, you know, like at least one in four people listen to podcasts a month in the United States. Like, it's just, there's the audiences there. It's a great medium for the content. And I think it's it's flexible in this like really interesting way. Like you could do all sorts of cool stuff with podcasts. Like you could have interview shows, you could have story shows, you could have, you know, like all sorts of fun things. So I think that's probably one of the main reasons. Audience is there, content is there. It makes sense for businesses to be there. Uh, I love it, man. I, I agree. I think when I got introduced first to the podcast, and, you know, we do a daily podcast. It's like a little more crazy, I guess. But it really was, for me personally, it was a learning mechanism. It's like it helped me learn every day something new that I did not think I was, I was capable of learning. Um, so I think personally, selfishly, it was a great learning thing. And the second one, as you said, it's like audiences just sitting in their traffic and, 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 or workout or whatever it is, is the most passive way of giving the information that they want. Maybe, yeah, as you said, inspired and entertained at the same time, give some really useful information to them. I think it's, it's been one of the greatest ways. I, I almost equated to like podcast is almost the new blog in, in, in a way. Yeah. And it's like, the, you mentioned something that I think is super important for people to get with podcasting is like, it exists in this other space where people are listening to it in between other things or during some other activity. Like it's not easy to read a blog and cook dinner at the same time. Like you just, you just can't really do that. So like podcasting also gives people, gives brands this way to interact with you know, their audience at a time they might not normally interact with them. And it can fit into people's busy schedules in this like super convenient, easy way. So I think not only is it like, in some ways it's like blogs, but it sort of takes place at this different time in people's day. That's super interesting. It is. It absolutely is. The other thing is, and I talked about this uh, in the other podcast before that I've done is, I don't even care if anybody downloads the podcast. And this might be the most weirdest thing to say for a podcaster, but I don't even care really because it's like a flywheel. As you said, it creates so much different types of content that you can then repurpose, which is the game in marketing for the most part is repurpose in, in different formats. So once you create this audio script, which is so easy to get, you can then you know take it and turn this into a blog format. You can turn it into graphics. We put it also on LinkedIn. It just creates this flywheel, which I know HubSpot is big on flywheels. I think we are big. <laughs> already, it totally supports that. So now that hopefully we have convinced people that podcast is a thing to do, like why are you doing three different podcasts? Yeah, that's a great question. Like there's, I think there's a lot of different reasons you a business could go into creating a podcast. And I think like one of the things that's so funny is 
I, I actually heard you the other day and you were like, I'm only doing this for the list. I'm only doing this for the interviews. I just want to make myself better. It's not about the ROI. It's not about all these other things. Like, And for some businesses, like you could go into the podcast with the goal of saying, we want to generate awareness, right? right. Or we want to make something really educational that helps people learn about our products. And so I think for HubSpot, the way that I sort of think about it is the format really matters for the result you're trying to get. So like I look at our podcast, Skill Up. Skill Up is about SEO and it's about learning SEO. And it's something that we released all the episodes at once. And you can go through and each one gives you a great lesson, like how to write content that ranks or the future of SEO or things like that. I don't really care if that gets a, that's not a mass appeal podcast, right? That's like for people who want to learn SEO, like it's a niche, small group of people and we want to interact with them in a way that's very educational and is not mass appeal. But like weird work, weird work is just a very funny idea. Like weird work is a funny idea that's massively appealing to people. And so it's able to grow faster. We're able to kind of interact with people that we might not normally have interacted with. We're building kind of new relationships. And you see the same thing with the grow show, where we're telling all of these inspiring stories that are out there to kind of reinforce our brand messaging. So for us, like the different formats of the show all sort of fit to a different goal. And I think like that's a very, very purposeful thing to understand going into it. Like if businesses are thinking about starting a podcast, one piece of advice I would definitely give for people is really think through the format of the show that you want and really try and understand like how does that format help the goal that you're trying to achieve? Yeah, I love that, man. I think the audience matters. In some cases, I know somebody was saying that they're doing a podcast. This, they're doing it for like the dental business. And yeah. they're like, we only care about these, you know, 50 or 100 people in these locations to listen to this. And they listen to it every day because it is the best thing they got on that particular topic. Then go for it. And if you're creating a mass appeal, now I get it why you did three different ones because one is niche and another one is mass appeal and you wanted to create a different. And if you mix that, it might be just too much to handle on one podcast. It's too, it can be too much. And, but yeah, I like, I know I've talked to a bunch of people in podcasting. There's people who own a construction podcast. Like yeah. that's not going to be super appealing to everybody in the entire world, but yeah. it's really, it, for people in that industry, it's a great resource. Yeah. And the guy who runs that podcast has been like, yeah, I get a lot of business from my podcast because yeah. the only people who are listening to it are people who would buy or my services. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's like very important in that way. All right. Let's, so let's talk about big mistakes and big wins. All right. So what are the big mistakes that you are, uh, you think you have made in the world of podcasting? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I was like really interested in is looking back at all of the data of all of our different podcasts. And one of the things is like, I don't think downloads are always the most important thing. Getting the biggest numbers, like we said, it's not the thing that matters. That being said, one thing that I think that we could have done better on was we put together this show, Skill Up, and we said, we're going to release all the episodes at once. And the idea was sort of like people would binge listen to this podcast in the same way that you binge watch television shows. Yeah. And the fact is like, that just did not really play out that way. Like people, like definitely people, we got a lot of good traction on it. We get a lot of good feedback. 
but it didn't really make sense to listen to <laughs> all of these episodes at once. And I think like when you step back, it's like people, like we talked about it, people are listening to podcasts when they're walking their dog, when they're commuting. You know, unless you're making like a show like Serial or yeah. something like that, most people are just going to listen to it and then go to work or finish cooking dinner. They're not going to keep listening to one episode after another. So I think like it would have been better to like release an episode every single day or once a week or twice a week or whatever than listen to all of them at once. And the other thing is like, you just got to keep in mind the podcast apps notify you when there's a new episode, yeah. right? So like if you release all of the episodes at once, you lose that notification. Like you don't have that notification popping up to tell, oh, there's new content. So then, you know, you kind of lose people following along on the show. So I think that's one thing that retrospectively, you know, great lesson learned. Very happy we did that would have probably been better moving forward to release an episode every day or once a week. You know, that, that, and first of all, thank you for sharing that because I think it takes a lot of courage to share like what didn't work uh, because everybody sees all the good things and that, you know, no, there are things that we all failed. Mine was very much around the fact that we said daily and I don't know what got into me to say even daily and we somehow have figured out to do it for the year. So I think next year we probably are going to go to three days a week. Um, but because I made a promise this year, I said, you know what, we're going to do it. And it has been really fun. I like it's, it's been all kinds of really, really amazing results. I mean, as a matter of fact, as you know, it still continues to be in the top 50 business podcasts. And I'm surprised because, you know, on ABM and marketing and leadership. So it's not like, I don't know what, but all that to say is that I remember that in the very early days, I got sick and uh, like in a second, I think third or fourth week. And I'm so glad that I pre-recorded some of the sessions. So my lesson from that one was, well, if you're going to make a commitment, don't bench on the fact that you're going to have the best session. You, you know, try to record a couple or at least have some in buffer beforehand so that when you do release it, you know, you're releasing it. And don't be completely dependent on your schedule. Try to, try to pre-record at least two or three episodes before. So that was my big lesson. Yeah, I mean, daily is definitely hard to do. It's a really, it's a, it's an audacious goal to do daily. And I think a lot of people, and this is something that I've seen with a lot of other podcasts, they really just somehow think that going into it, it's going to be just like turning on a microphone, hit record and send it out. Yeah. And it's like, there's prep, there's planning, and then, you know, there's the actual interview, then there's distribution, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into releasing one episode. And then when I tell people that, the usual response is, maybe I'll go once a week. <laughs> like, it's like once, once people have it sink in, they're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, okay, I think I'll just go to one, one a week now. <laughs> and it is so interesting about that is because the only reason we went at Daily was because I'm actually only doing two episodes a week. So it's not actually Daily. The one episode is really a recording from our Flip My Funnel conferences that we had 200 of them or 300 of them. So it was like, you know, just turning on the switch for one of the week. And then one was that somebody else was running that pod, that, that particular segment of it. So I was really doing two, on an average, maybe two a week. So it was manageable. But I do think the one area that we did not focus as much on is distribution. So you said distribution. So let's jump in there. How, what kind of distribution strategies have you and HubSpot deployed to promote your podcast? 
Yeah. So this this year is was definitely a, like try it all. Like try everything, as many different things as we can. So some of the things we tried, we tried what I'd just say is ad swaps between our podcasts, like a few other podcasts we reach out to, Eric Sue at Growth Everywhere, you as well at Flood by Funnel. So we tried that. We tried paid sponsorship. So we paid for a few podcasts that we like to do sponsored ad reads. So we did Safe for Work and Business Wars Daily and Back to Work, which was another podcast that we sponsored an episode of. And then we did email sends, social, website banners. We did a little bit of, we've done paid ad spend to test that out. We put our stuff in uh, podcast newsletters. Like we tried the whole spectrum of things, right? Where we wanted to get as many data points as possible. One thing that I will just caution people with, with podcasting and marketing, and you know this, the connections is is tough, right? Like there is not clear data that when somebody clicks a link, you know that that specific person ended up downloading your podcast. So that's just one thing I would caution people with. We are not going to get all this great data. For us, what we've seen is like email works. You know, like email newsletters work, making dedicated offer sends to things work well. You know, when you're doing those emails, the ones that tend to perform the best are going to be the ones that have a really interesting guest Mm -hmm. title. Like you need a really snappy title to your episodes. You need a good guest name. It's great if you can get the guest to promote it on social media as well. And then just also just encouraging people to subscribe and share the podcast. So we've seen like, we've tried a bunch of different things. It's hard to know exactly on the sponsorship or on the ad swaps, how much it worked. We saw a bump in downloads from all of them. But, you know, I think for us, like HubSpot, we're able to kind of lean back on our very large, already existing email database. And that was probably the most effective for us. I agree, man. I think emails do work. And I do agree that one thing that I've definitely tried to do more and learn was the titles drove listening and downloads. Like, so I actually changed the titles a lot of times to more, more of like how to or why X, Y, Z. And I think I just turned the same thing in the same stuff, but really the change of title, uh, you're absolutely right. That was one of our biggest change drivers for it is when people say, well, I want to learn more about that. And not just saying, it, you know, building community is great, uh, but this and this person, uh, so like how did this and this person build a great community, which just completely changed the number of downloads and activities and commentary on it. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's, I think titles are really hard because especially if you're a small shop, because like you just spent what, 30, 45 minutes working on this show, you know, like you did the interview, you did all this other stuff. And then you really got to spend like 15, 20 minutes at least like working on titles. Yes. And that's like a mentally hard part to do. You're like, I already did the interview. I booked the guest and now I have to sit here and like work on like, you know, the snappiest possible title I can. But yeah, it has a huge impact on it. It's just like a blog, right? So going back to podcast is a new blog. And if you're going to invest in that, then yeah, why not try it? So, all right. So we're going to, I'm going to try to summarize a ton of things. Again, as always, I take it notes. I got like two pages of notes on <laughs> all the things uh, you just shared. So I'm going to share maybe two or three big nuggets. And I'd love for you to share a challenge for anybody out there. Maybe they want to do a podcast. Maybe they have a podcast and they're trying to figure out how do you promote it and stuff. So whatever comes to your mind. So first of all, this is really good. If you are thinking about why podcast sounds like you really need to figure out 
why you're doing the podcast and, and make sure that you're doing a, creating a podcast for your audience. In, in your case, you guys did three different types of podcasts purely because your audience was different, the, the guests were different, and you didn't want to mix them all, which made sense 100%. So know your audience and thereby you would know the results that you want to focus on because your mass appeal podcast and your very, very practitioner-centric podcast could be completely two different things because it's serving to different audience. Know your audience is a big one. Second, you shared your big mistake and I shared my big mistake, which was yours was like, don't release everything at once. People are not going to binge listen to your podcast, no matter how good it is. They're going to do it in between, as you said. And and for me, it was like, hey, pre-record a couple of podcasts. You have a buffer. If you are going to say you're going to weekly, be consistent about it. Stay true to your word. Because people want to expect, and to, to send your point, it, because people get notifications, it is important that your notification is there and they get it at a certain time. So I know so many of our listeners say that, man, it, it is up at 6 a.m. every morning, they get a notification, and that's what they queue to listen on their commute. So that is really important. And then finally, the third one is titles do matter. Just like a blog, just like a video, just like anything you would see, or even a Netflix movie, and you see the subtitle there and say, you know what? <laughs> you know, why you watch a certain movie. So that really might matter. So if you're going to spend so much time and effort to build an incredible content and curate that, take some time and make sure that your title is right as well and, and test it because this is one of the greatest way to test it. Those were the top, top three takeaways. Sam, back to you. What's the big challenge? So I think for me, like one of the things that's just been an incredible experience for me has been hosting a podcast. I think it's, been an amazing like set of skills to build on like how to drive conversations, how to get interesting stories out of people, how to make people feel like very comfortable in a situation. So I would challenge everybody and everybody who's thinking about doing a podcast to do an interview, record yourself interviewing somebody and go through that process. And it's hard. Like it, I'm sure for you, like, I don't know about you, but for me, like it sucked to listen to myself do an interview for the first time. It's awful. It's awful. But like you build these really great skills. And if you're thinking about doing a podcast, like go take it seriously, do a fake do an interview with somebody, you know, say, write yourself a prep doc, say, what are we going to talk about? How am I going to get really good points out of this person in the next, you know, 20, 30 minutes, however long you have. So yeah, I challenge anybody to grab your phone, find somebody who you think is interesting, who you want to pick their brain and go interview that person. And I think if you do that and you have a great time doing it and it's something that you feel like the conversation was meaningful, like definitely explore getting into podcasting or explore maybe this as a way for you to practice that skill. So yeah, I'd say go out, interview somebody. That would be mine. Love it. Love it, man. I appreciate it. Sam? Thank you for being on the show. Good luck with all the different podcasting that you're doing. I can't wait to listen to the next episode. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.